Thanks for listening to this message brought to you by Cornerstone Christian Church. For these and other great resources, please visit us at sparkswillfly.cc. I want to read, you can go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 21. And, um, but before I read this, I want to show a quick clip. Before I show the quick clip, I want to read this. Back when I first encountered the Lord and I was just fiery and just burning for the Lord, seeking his face day and night and just really wanting to shake my high school and just to shake, you know, this church and this region. And I was just after the glory of the Lord. Come on, somebody. And I, uh, I felt like the Lord, before the revival on Monday night, I felt like the Lord said, go upstairs. And I don't know why, but I got my, uh, I saw my journal laying there and I, and I found this that I wrote back when I was, I think, probably 16 or 17 years old. And I just want to tell you today, my heart's not changed since then. It's time for a generation to wake up and arise. A generation that is passionate for Jesus and it burns to see the world turn back to the God who is almighty and all powerful. Let's be that generation who is God's army and will go to, bat- and will go to battle to see revival break out across the world. God, let your glory cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. It can no longer be accepted just to pray. We got to make a move. Come on, man. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. I want to read one more thing. I found this from Lou Engel, and I I felt like with me preaching, it was very appropriate to read this before I get into this text. Lou Engel quoted this last week. He said, if you don't know Lou Engel, he's over the call. Um, There are moments in history when a door for massive change opens and great revolutions for good or evil spring up in the vacuum created by these openings. In these divine moments, key men and women and even entire generations risk everything to become the hinge of history, the pivotal point that determines which way the door will swing. I believe that we're in a time right now where it's time to make a move. It's time to step out. We can no longer be complacent. We can no longer be average. We can no longer be mediocre. But come on, I believe there's coming a youth movement from this church, from this region, and from this county that's going to shake the South. Come on, somebody. I wish I had two or three of the people that believed in with me, that believed in here with me this morning. That you don't have to be a pastor, come on. You don't have to be a missionary or a prophet or a five-fold evangelist, but he can move through you. He can move through. It doesn't matter if you're 10, 12, 15, or 21. He can move through you. Do you hear me? Now is the time. We've been quiet long enough. The enemy's kept the door shut for too long, and it's time for the for the door to be open. Come on. I'm talking to some young folk in here in this morning. Come on, man. Come on. So I wanted to read that. I believe that just like Lou said, man, we are in a moment. This is a moment, man. We cannot, just like every time that we come in here and any other time that we come together corporately, but secret pressing, secret pressing leads to corporate anointing. I heard the Lord whisper that, whisper to, whisper that to me this morning as, a, as I was preparing up early in this morning. I heard the Lord say secret pressing comes, with, comes to corporate anointing. You're pressing with the Lord. You press in. You're praying. You're reading your Bible. And you come in this place. Your tank is already full, man. Your tank is already so we don't have to plow you. Matt and the worship team doesn't give out. It doesn't have to come up here. And Pastor John doesn't have to come up here and amp you. No. As soon as you walk in that door, man, you're ready to worship God. Come on. And it's something about when the the body of believers comes together. Because when two or three are gathered, you know, just like in the book of Acts, the Holy Ghost broke out. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 And the Lord just showed up and moved. Why? Because they were open, man. They were open to the Lord. They just allowed the Lord to move. And that's all I'm after, man. That's all I want in this place. I just want the Lord to sweep through here every single time we come together corporately in your homes, in your businesses, in your family. That is my heart. This is Pastor John's heart. This is it. I mean, I'm telling you, man, that we're in a moment. We're in a moment. Don't miss the opportunity. Don't miss the opportunity. 
So I want to play this video by Jesse Engel to kind of set up what I'm going to do. And when I start, I'm going to roll through this fast. I'm going to give you three things, why, three reasons why I feel like the Lord is crazy about and just wild over this younger generation. I don't know how many young people we have in here today. But there's just something about the younger generation, man. They're different. You know what I'm saying? Just like Ehud in the Bible, he was left-handed. And it's something about that left-handed generation that the Lord just likes. He just smiles about. And I'm going to get into this. But when the left-handers meet the covenant... In Judges chapter 3, the Bible talks about Ehud formed a left-handed dagger. And when he formed a left-handed dagger, he formed it and put it on his right thigh. Why would he do that? That's unorthodox, right? That's different. Why would he do that? I believe because, as, as I study this, I believe he did it because the right thigh is a place of covenant. The left-hander generation, the different generation, you can be different, you can wear different stuff, you can be different, and all that good stuff, and the Lord likes that. But what he's really after is are you living holy, separated, sanctified, and are you really doing it, and are you doing it with your pure heart? Are you doing it out of the goodness of your heart? You can be different, and you can, and you can stretch, and that's great, and I promise you there's plenty of people in here that will help push you in, but are you, are you, are you seeking God, man? Are you really running the race or are you just going through the motions and I'm here to tell you today standing in this pulpit is just a miracle because I was lost and, t and totally didn't have a clue but the Lord has restored it the Lord has restored me with a with, with just an awesome awesome uh, future wife and people around me that believe in me man I'm telling you the Lord is good stuff that looked like would never ever happen for me happened in a moment man it happened in a moment that's the type of God that we serve the creator of the universe that's the type of God that we serve he's that good man he really really is that good and he's proud of us this morning Matthew 21 verse 1 Matthew 21 verse 1 Matthew's gospel it said now when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphage or Bethpage at the Mount of Olives then saying to then then Jesus said to the two disciples saying to them go into the village opposite you and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her loose them and bring them to me everybody say loose them Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them. And immediately he will send them. And this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. So the disciples went and did just as, as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and the colt, laid their clothes on them, and set him on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitudes who went before and those who followed, those who followed cried out saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved saying, who is this? So the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. I want to bring your attention back up to verse two. Go into the village opposite you and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her loose them and bring them to me the Lord is saying to a generation it's time to get loose it's time to break the mantle off it's time to get that yoke off and start speaking to those mountains start putting one foot in front of the other come on somebody start moving in the right direction start walking down the hallway and praying though none go with me still I will follow God I set my face like flint God I'm not looking to the left or to the right but God I'm looking to you I'm looking to you because you're a good father I'm 
looking to you because your eyes are like fire. Your hair is white as wool. Your feet are like brass and protruding out of your mouth as a two-edged sword. That's what we have to do, friend. We got to pray. We got to pray. We got to seek. And we can't just pray these awesome big prayers like God send revival. Awaken my school. Awaken our hearts. You can't just pray that. You've got to step in. You've got to make a conscious effort. You've got to believe. Grab faith and you've got to step in. you just got to paddle the boat, man. You can't. There's no longer being stagnant. No more being complacent. Now is the time. I'm talking to somebody in this place and I wish I had somebody that believed with me. Come on. It's time for a younger generation to arise. You've been quiet long enough. The enemy's tried to shut up, tried to shut you up for too long. But today is the day. Not tomorrow, not yesterday, and not six months down the road. But today, today, today is the day. If you believe that, shout yes. It's time to lose the cult, man. It's time to let the cult run. You know, if you were here, I think it was two, not this past Sunday, but the previous Sunday, Pastor John released a word about untying the cult and letting the cult loose. And it was time for this younger generation to lead those who, you know, those who have come before them, the older generation. It was time for the younger generation to come and to stand on the shoulders and run this race out. And so I just wanted to do my best to put the pieces together today of what I feel like the Lord is saying. So if that's okay, I'm going to give you three things or three reasons why I feel like the Lord is just crazy over this generation. The colt is going to come riding on a donkey, just like it said here. I believe that the donkey represents two things. Number one, I believe that the donkey represents the older generation. The donkey is going to represent the older generation because we're going to come riding in on the shoulders of that older generation. Normally, normally what the church would do or what people would do might say that it's supposed to come from the older generation. And yes, absolutely it is. But there's something about when the young and the old meet and the old and the older generation starts pushing that younger generation into their destiny. It's just something about that, just like the left hand with the right thigh. It's this, this, this the new meeting with the old. And I found myself praying this prayer sitting over here on the drums and worship not too long ago and I was just thinking to myself God let the new meet the old and I didn't know what I was praying but the but God has put all of this together for me and now I understand three reasons the cult's going to come on a donkey implying that the younger generation is going to run the race on the shoulders of the older generation I also believe that the donkey represents Jesus Christ Jesus Christ has paid the price for us to run the race do you hear me over 2,000 years ago he hung naked on a cross they beat him and he bled beyond recognition but I'm here to tell you today they tried to shut him up they tried to put him in the tomb and I know this is basic revelation but come on he got up somebody he got out of the tomb and when he got out of the tomb he paid the price man the ultimate price there is none beside him none other none before him none below him he is Jesus he's the holy one he is the anointed one and I'm here to tell you he paid the price for you today to run the good race he paid the price for you today to fight the good fight man to do the stuff signs wonders and miracles I don't know about you but I'm tired of just ordinary church coming in here doing four fast songs two slow songs jumping on the fast songs, raising my hands on the slow songs, taking up an offering, preaching a good sermon, and going home and eating chicken and getting fatter. No, 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 man. Sunday night, Sunday morning, Wednesday night. Listen, it's time just like Ehud, and, I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get into Ehud a little bit long, a little bit later. But just like Ehud came as a distraction to the enemy, the enemy is used to us coming in here and doing the same routine on Sundays and Wednesdays. But on Monday, are you burning? Come on, on Tuesday, are you burning? On Thursday and Friday and Saturday morning when the rest of the world is sleeping are you seeking his face 
are you going after the one who is better than everything else who is just oh my goodness turn my turn me around and place my feet on solid ground are you are you going after the king or are you just waiting for another church service friend i came by cornerstone to tell somebody this morning it's time to it's time to seek him again man the enemy's used to the sundays and wednesdays and that's great and i love church there's nobody in here more i believe me i love coming to church and church has never been an option for me and i love it but are we doing this stuff are we monday how do we how do we see the signs and wonders the wonders and the miracles secret pressing secret pressing. We got to press into the Lord every day. We got to seek his face. If it's 10 or 15 minutes, you don't have to pray some awesome, huge, just ginormous prayer. You just start worshiping him. You just start thanking him for how good he is. You just start worshiping. Instead of him blessing you, you just start, because he's going to bless you. I promise that word declares it, but you just start blessing his name. Thank you, God, for my family. Thank you, God, for a good church. Thank you, God, for food to eat and clothes on my back. Come on, man. That's all you have to do. That's all you have. And as you begin to pour your love on Jesus, he just pours it out on us. And when we come in here, it makes everything so much easier. First reason why I believe the Lord likes this generation is religion has not affected them yet. The Lord can use them because they're not trapped by the opinions of man. Come on. I know that, I know that lots of us in here have, have, have seen and have experienced that. It's just, it's just something, but they don't care what anybody's got to say, and sometimes it can be negative. I know, I know that to be true. But a lot of times, man, they don't care. And the, and, and the enemy and, the, and, and, some, and some churches would like to shut them up and say, why are you worshiping like that? Why are you singing like that? Why do you keep jumping and sweating and all that stuff? Why? Ehud, Ehud in the Bible, his name meant the, the one who praises him. That's what his name means. That's what Ehud praises him. And I, and I, I know that I've got some praisers in here. Also, Ehud was left-handed. How many of you feel like that you're sometimes you, young people I'm talking to, how many people in here would say, you know, I know I'm called to be left-handed, but sometimes I just feel like I'm running with a right-handed tribe. You, you know, you, you're tracking with me there. Sometimes I feel like I'm dancing and singing, but let me tell you something. Just like he told them, loose the cult, and if anybody says anything to you, you just tell them I'm about my father's business. Let me tell you something. When people may come to persecute you, or the enemy may come and try to slap you or push you down or anything like that, you just tell him I'm about my father's business. I'm, I've got my eyes set on the king. I'm not worried what anybody else says about me, what religion may tell me, what anybody may try to come and stop me, but all I know is I'm just going to keep walking. I'm just going to keep walking this thing out. I'm going to keep pressing into you Jesus I'm gonna see what you've got to say for me I'm gonna read your word I'm gonna pray I'm gonna seek your face day and night and night and day and day and night and night and day God let incense arise that's what we got to do friend religion hasn't messed with them I believe the Lord doesn't like that religion I believe that the Lord is warning the younger ones to lead it's time for the younger ones to lead they're not caught up in religion you just tell them I'm about my father's business. The problem is with this is that the Lord has always intended for the sons of the fathers, the, son, the sons of the fathers to lead. Just like King Herod. The enemy would like to take those out at a young age. Are you tracking with me though? The enemy would like to take you out at 5, 10, 15, and 18 before you ever got into your destiny. Just like King Herod tried to do in the Bible. But let me tell you something. You begin to step in. Haley, get ready to roll that clip. I want to play a clip by Jesse Engel, Lou Engel's son. He's, I believe he's somewhere between the age of like 12 and 15. And I don't know if you're going to be able to see him, but you can hear it. This is at the call. This kid is, is you guys' age and, and lots of you, just like you in here. And he begins to pray, and I'm telling you, if, you, if this don't fire you up, your wood's just not wet, okay? I was listening to this last night and then again this morning, and I was ready to headbutt somebody. Haley, play this clip if you don't mind. Turn it up. Release the Nazarite sword, like John the Baptist sword, crying in the desert, 
Come on, man. You hear him when he said, raise, raise him up at 12 instead of 25. That's what I'm after. That is what I'm after. Step into it now. Don't wait. Don't, don't wait 10, 15, 20 years. The enemy would like to take you out, but you got to press in now at a young age. You can change your middle school. You can change your high school. You can change your elementary school. Adults in the room, you can change your job and your family. Come on. We're called to make a difference, man. We're called to, we're called, the younger people are called to lead this thing and to do it at 12 and 15 instead of 25. God, we say today raise them up God let a, let a youth movement out of the south and out of this church and out of this region and out of this country God let a youth movement come and raise up God and just this is going to shake the nation it's going to shake the region and turn America back to God if you believe it shout hallelujah I believe it, man. I believe it. I believe it with every ounce of fiber in my being. I'm telling you today, this is a message to provoke you today. This is not a message just to listen to. This is a message of action. It's a message to step into today. We've been quiet. We've been quiet. It's time to get loud. Come on, just like we said today. Just like we said today. What's that bridge where he talks about? It may get loud. It may get loud. The grave is empty now. Come on, we've got a reason to praise, man. We've got a reason to praise. We've got to use praise. Pastor John preached on this. We've got to use our praise. Praise is a weapon to destroy the enemy. If you if you think that praise is just something for for just a specific group of people, you're you're not you're, you're not no 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 that's not right. Everybody's called to praise. Everybody's called to worship and everybody gets to play this game. And as you begin to praise and as you begin to lift your hands and as you begin to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, I promise you that he has never lost a battle. He is undefeated. Do you hear what I'm telling you? And as you begin to praise him and and use and use that weapon that we're talking about, about right here, just like Ehud was a man of praise. As you begin to praise, the enemy's just making intercession. I mean, the Lord's just making intercession for you. That's what he's doing, man. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. Say, go, go, go. You can do this. You can do this. You run the race. You run the race. You do the stuff. Signs, wonders, miracles. Come on, man. That's what I'm after. No more ordinary. No more complacent. I'm ready to see this stuff. That's what I'm after. I'm ready to see, I'm ready to somebody to bring somebody in here on a wheelchair and we lay hands on them and they get up. That's what I'm after. I'm after that, man. That's the Lord's heart. If you think that that was just for these times and just for the Bible, no. I believe that the Word is alive. I believe that the Word is sharper than, two in, than any two-edged sword. And I believe that just like this Word declares, the, 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 things, that, the things that the Lord has done, these shine shines, we shall do greater. Come on, somebody shout greater. Even though the, the, the Lord is warning us to, 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 to do this stuff. 
He's wanting us to do the stuff. I'm telling you, at your school, you don't have to be in church. It may happen on your job. It may happen at school. It can happen anywhere. But I'm telling you, man, he's, he, he's, it's, it's the time. It's time. I believe it. I believe it. I'm as convinced as I've ever been, and I've not been living that long. But I know there's just something about this time right here. And I believe with everything in me that this church and this region and this county is going to reap the benefits of the prayers that have been sowed by this church, by these leaders, from every lead. I believe, I believe it, man. We're going to see it. We're going to see this stuff. I was walking on the beach with my dad not too long ago, and I said, Dad, do you ever think we're really going to see it? And he said, what do you mean? And I said, do you ever think that we're ever going to see this stuff? You know, the signs, the wonders, the miracles, the multitudes coming to Jesus, salvation by the thousands, people just coming in here by the piles. Why are you after that, Stanton? Because I crave the more. I crave the more. I'm not after just being mediocre anymore. I want the real thing. I want to do the Jesus stuff. You know what I'm saying? I pray for the anointing. There's not a day that goes by that I don't pray, God, use me. You begin to pray those prayers. God, use me. Give me clean hands, God. Give me a pure heart that I might ascend your heel. That's what we have to do, man. You don't quit praying. You don't get tired. Don't get tired. The Lord's for you. Number two, number two, the Lord craves something wild and different. Just like the younger generation, you're wild and you're different. In Genesis 27, Isaac told it told his son, "Go out and 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 go out and get me some wild game." Some translations just say, "Go out and get me some game," but I like the generate. I like the the, the 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 version that says, "Go out and get me some wild game." Wild game is what the father's after. The Sundays and the Wednesdays and the just going through the motions and all of that, that's good. And I love good church, but I'm after a fresh outpouring of the Holy Ghost that changes something because the Lord is knocking. He's knocking. He's ready to move, man. The Lord is not waiting. I mean, we, we are not waiting on the Lord. The Lord has came and done really all he's going to do and say. Well, it's time for us to make a move. We are revival. Just like Stephen Furtick says. I'd play that clip right now if I had time. We're not waiting on a move of God. We are that move of God. That is my prayer today, that we would begin to realize and just come to the understanding and embrace the mindset that, God, we are not just praying for revival, but, God, we want to be revival we want to be the awakening god we want to be used use us god open doors for us anoint us god give us the authority give us the power i'm ready to cast out demons i'm ready to heal the sick the signs and the wonders i'm ready for this stuff man I'm ready to see it. The Lord craves something wild and different. Your father is craving something wild. The father is warning you to bring him something wild and something different, something out of the box, something that the enemy would not, would not expect, just like Ehud when he went out onto the land. He was a distraction because nobody expected it to come from a left-handed man. But I'm telling you, and whether or not you believe it, you can sit right there and you can just go through the motions and come and just, whatever. But I'm telling you that the Lord is raising up a left-handed generation and you can either get in the boat or get out the boat or just be. That's fine. But I'm telling you, the Lord's moving on them, man. And they're going to begin to step in it. I'm not just up here talking about this as if I feel like the Lord is, is just not going to do it. I believe he's going to do it. I believe that we are going to see a youth movement and, a, and a just a generation of young people, of Nazarites, that will say, I won't turn to any other lover. Sex, pornography, and drugs just won't do it. It just won't work for me. Come on, somebody. But I'm looking for somebody in here that will say, I will set my eyes I will set my eyes on you and I will not look anywhere else upon any other lover I can't wait to look in the face of that beautiful woman sitting on the front and say man I will never look at any other lover just like the just like the bridegroom being Jesus and us being the bride man 
We are the bride. He is the bridegroom. We're not to look at any other bridegroom. We're not to look at anybody else but him. Do you believe that? I believe that's why, I believe that's why the Lord just likes marriage between a man and a woman. Why? Because it's a perfect picture of him and the church. Looking at, I'm going to look at her and I'm going to say, baby, I, I will never. Man, that gets me excited. Come on, somebody. The Lord craves something wild and different. Just like in Genesis 27, though none go with me, still I will follow. The battle is not yours to fight. There's a song that I love to worship to, and it says the name of it is Never Lost. He has never lost a battle. Muhammad Ali, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Michael Vick, I like sports, believe me. Chipper Jones and Freddie Freeman, come on. They're all great athletes, but they're not fighting your battles for you. Come on, somebody. The Lord goes to battle for those who seek him day and night, and I'm telling you today that today, Today is the day. If you're down, if you've coming in here heavy-hearted, the Lord is fighting your battles for you. You just keep on walking. Do you hear me? You just keep on faith saying, God, nothing else is worthy of my passion. Nothing else is worthy of my affection. Nothing else is worth my money, my time, and my effort. Though my friends may turn their back on me. Though, though everybody else, my school and my team, and my mother, my mom and my dad may run out on me. God, you are not a man that you should lie. And your word declares, God, that you are not a God that leaves us nor for forsakes us. He is a good, good, good father. And he's wild about you this morning. And all he's wanting you, all he's wanting today is your yes. That's what he's after. He wants you to grab onto this thing and run your race. That's what he's wanting you to do. And then you can begin to see your school change. Then you begin to see this church change and your world change. Come on, man. I believe this. The younger generation, number three, the younger generation doesn't like fake. They don't like the, they don't like something fake. I was one of those fake people. And I remember, I remember reading that verse that says, the Lord doesn't like you to be, he, he wants you to either be hot or he wants you to either be cold. But lukewarm, will sp I will spew that out of my mouth. Come on, man. When I began to read that, man, something just came alive on me. And I began to say, God, I don't want to be lukewarm anymore. I've played the game long enough. I've done the church thing, the cool thing, the popular thing. I've gone after friends. I've gone after the world. But you are so much better. You satisfy me. And though you never did another thing for me, that would be okay. But I am hungry. And I am thirsty for more and more and more of you. And day after day after day, after day, God, I will worship you. I will make a conscious effort to worship you, to praise your name. Come on, man. Younger generation doesn't like fake. All they're really after is something authentic. When they lock eyes with the Father, man, they'll sell out and give everything up. I remember that, I remember that sermon that was preached in this place not too long ago about finding the treasure in the field. Jesus is the treasure in the field. And I know it because I've seen it and I work with them. Once they find Jesus, once they lock eyes with him, they will sell everything. They'll, th they'll get their TV, they'll throw it out. They'll get their computers, they'll throw it out. They'll get their phones, they'll throw them out. They'll break up with their boyfriends. They'll go through and delete every contact. Why? Because, and I'm not saying you have to go home and do that, okay? But what am I trying to imply? What am I trying to tell you? You just got to run after him. That's what I'm telling you. The world, we, we live in a time today, and I, you know, and I love TV, and I love you know, media and all of that, and I'm for it, okay? But social media can be used as a tool from the enemy. Parents in the room know what I'm talking about. Stay on track. 
the Lord is constantly knocking. He's constantly after you. And he wants you to just, he's wanting you to just run on your path. And I, and I preach this Monday night. But just like I believe it's Acts chapter number nine, when the when Saul is out persecuting when the Lord Saul is out persecuting Christians, and the Lord said, "Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me?" You know, and it's hard for you to kick against the goads. Another translation says pricks. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. Many of you in this room today have a godly heritage, have godly parents, have people, have grandmas and grandpas and uncle and aunts and pastors and leaders surrounding you and coaches and teachers that are wanting you to do nothing but stepping, but you may choose to kick against the pricks. But I'm here to tell you, stop resisting the Lord. Just, just begin to press into him and stop kicking against the Lord. He has a will. That's one thing that I've understood about women as I've, as I've been with Abby much longer. I I'm, I'm really never have a chance to be right. Come on, where's the men in the room? I'm going to be wrong more than 99% of the time, and I understand that. Just like, that's, that's where she's getting more Christ-like every day. Come on. Just like Jesus Jesus has a will. He has this he has this will and resistance to the will is futile. It's futile. It's pointless. It's like a leaf just flowing in the wind. Why do you persecute me, Saul? Why do you kick against the pricks? Why? I have great plans for you. I have great plans to, 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 to just, just spring you into your, into your destiny, into your purpose. Why are you kicking against me? It's time to stop kicking against the Lord. It's time to just say, Lord, help. And sometimes you just don't know what to say or do. But sometimes you just got to look at him and just say, God, help me. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. No more kicking against God's will. It's futile. It's silly. No more of that. The younger generation doesn't like fate. Look, I want to go back to Ehud, and I'm almost done. I'm closing here. In Judges 3, it talks about Ehud. Ehud was a deliverer. God raised him up, and he was left-handed. The Lord used him in a mighty way, okay? Ehud means he that praises. I believe that even me preaching this today... And his name meaning Ehud. It's time for the praise to get back in the church. I've been watching Rod Parsley all week, man. I'm ready to run my head through this pulpit. Do you hear me? I'm talking about Holy Ghost moving the, the deal, man, the stuff. That's what I'm ready to see. It's like we've gotten away from that. It's like we're just we're fine with donuts and coffee and just hanging out and being social. And I'm coming to put my nice clothes on and gelling my hair. And I, you know, that's all, that's what I'm about. No, 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 no. The Lord wants the real thing, not something fake, just like this generation is after something authentic. The Lord likes authenticity. He likes the real thing, not something fake, not something that's just going to, you know, we're, we're, we're doing it one day and coming in and doing another. No, 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 no. He wants the real thing 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He wants you seeking his face. Do you hear me? This is a message to provoke you and to push you into your destiny. This is not a message just to listen to. And I believe we're going to make the conscious decision today and we're going to sing the kingdom of glory the kingdom of God advanced in the earth. Come on, somebody. We're going to see that. Yes, I believe it. Ehud had the element of surprise in his favor. The element of surprise is vital to destroying the enemy. This is why the church, I believe, the church had to get out of the spiritual warfare battle because we were getting our brains kicked in. Do you hear me? We were getting our brains kicked in doing the same routine and coming in and saying, God, I rebuke you, devil. Get behind me. We were just, we were getting our brains kicked in. Why were we doing that? The enemy was expecting you to come in here and do that, man. 
He was expecting you to come in here and, you know, just do the church thing and just do the thing that's, you know what I'm saying? That's just the, that's just the norm. It's just the average. It's just what's accepted. Come on, but we are not called to be normal. Come on. We are not called to be just this normal, complacent generation who just lets things just happen. No, no, no. We are called to, we are called to the higher call. We're called to go deep with God. That's what we're called to do. This is what this church is called to do. There's so many leaders and just motivate. I mean, there's just so many leaders in this house. You are called to shake your world. I know I'm young and I don't know a lot of things and I don't have all the answers. But one thing I do know is the Lord wants to use you and he wants to use this church in a mighty way. Ehud had the element of surprise. The enemy wasn't expecting it to come from a left-handed man. The enemy expects us on Sundays and Wednesdays. Another example that I wanted to get to give you was nobody wanted David in the fight between David and Goliath. Nobody wanted David to put on Saul's armor any more than what Goliath did. Why do why 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 why, why do you say that? Why 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 nobody wanted nobody wanted David to dress up in Saul's armor more like Goliath. Why? Because every piece of weaponry that Goliath had was built to defend Saul's armor. I heard the, I, the Lord brought me to that, and it was just mind-blowing to me last night. It's all throughout the Bible, the element of surprise. Everywhere I would turn last night, I was just, God's raising up a deliverer with an element of surprise. God, the people of this world, the people of this region and this community would have not expected to come from some back road, country, hey, but God is raising us up. I believe it with every fiber in my being, like something that shut up in my bones. Just like Ehud was a deliverer and he was left-handed. This is a left-handed church. We are called to be a left-handed worship team. We are called to be a left-handed youth group. We are called to be a left-handed group of people that will go the extra mile to see God rule and reign and to turn America back to God. That's what we're called to do. That's what we're called to do. That's what we're called to do. I believe that. He's built for that same weaponry, weaponry that Goliath had to defend against Saul's armor. I find it very interesting that Ehud created a left-handed dagger and placed it on his right thigh. I'm going back to the covenant here. I'm coming full circle. The thigh was a place of covenant. Ehud knew that he had to pull his weapon from his father's covenant. The, 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 the Ehud was a Benjamite. Benjamin, let me see, I've got it right here. I, I don't know that I'm going to be able to find it because I've got so much. Uh, the Lord's just been downloading so much to me. But the, but, the, but the Father is after the covenant. What is a covenant? A covenant is an agreement. It's when you come to the altar. You don't have to come to the altar. You can do it in your bedroom. A covenant with Jesus. A, a covenant with the Father. And you say, God, I'm not just going to, uh, it's not enough just to pray it's, when, it's, not, it's not enough just to say no. That's where I'm going with this. It's not enough just to say no to everything else. But when you really begin to step into the real thing, it's when you say yes. It's not when you say, God, I'm not going to do this anymore. I won't have sex with my girlfriend anymore. I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't drink anymore. I won't look at pornography anymore. I won't, I won't cuss. I won't talk dirty. I won't talk behind people's backs. I won't gossip. No, no, no. That's good. And the Lord wants you to turn from that. But he really begins to move when you say yes. When you say yes, when, you're, when you say yes to the true, the real, the authentic thing, that's what he is after, friend. Those who will live separated and holy and will do it the right way. And if we can ever get the left-handers, 
Come on, man. This is the message that I'm here to tell somebody. If we can ever get the left-handers to meet with the white hairs and the older generation, there's going to be this left-handed movement, and there's going to be this older generation, and I believe that there's going to be like a combustion. Come on. like Just like two linemen meet at the, when, the, when the ball is snapped, I believe, that and it's going to do nothing but push us and just spring us forth. The Bible talks about, in Genesis, four rivers, and I can't remember their names off the top of my head because they're big words. Come on, somebody. But the, but the four rivers represent rapid increase, bursting forth. I heard the Lord tell me at Winter Ramp in Pitch and Forest, Tennessee, that, the, that 2017 would be a year of light. I'm not going to put that word on a, on a back burner, on a shelf to just get dusty. No. I believe that, 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 that 2017 will be a year of light. We will see the stuff. We will see the signs, the wonders, the miracles. Because God is a deliverer. He is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Come on, man. He is the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. And He has no end. His eyes are bright like the sun. His face shines like the sun. Come on, man. This is the God we serve. He wants us to strengthen the covenant. Let's make a conscious decision today to strengthen the covenant. Let's just, let's begin to step into that today and say, God, I'm here because I want to strengthen the covenant. I want to draw closer to you. I want to recognize your voice when you begin to talk to me. I want to know what you're saying. God, use me to say what you would have me to say. Speak to me, God. Heal what you want to heal. Say what you want to say, God. I incline my ear to you. Clean hands and a pure heart that I I'm out of sin. And that's what I heard the Lord tell me. Clean hands and a pure heart. Left-handed generation. Older generation. Coming together to create a movement. To create something that's going to shift in the atmosphere. Come on. I believe that. The Lord is going to raise that up. A left-handed generation. And an older generation. And when the two come together, it's just going to be this movement. I'm talking about a hundred mile an hour fastball coming down there. And you don't know what to do but just to just try to swing. And that is what the Lord is saying to us. Us. I believe that man I don't know much, but I know that the Lord is saying that to us today it's time to make a move it's time to step out of the boat it's time it's time it's time this type of movement will turn America back to God I believe that just like Jesse Engel was saying God raise him up raise him up raise him up and he when he starts to claim in the name of Jesus the Lord's moving on lordship right now I believe that in the earth when when Bunky's up here and he's got he was I sent Pastor John a, a, a message the other day of Todd White and 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 Reinhardt Bunky's spiritual son in the Lord and if you don't know what I'm talking about just stay with me and they're and they're and they're up there on the stage in Asia and there's multiple Asian leaders just up here and they're just beginning to pray God send revival to Asia God send revival to Nigeria God do it do it do it do it do it Lord and they're just standing up there proclaiming and when they begin to say in the name of Jesus why do they say why do we pray why do we do everything that we do in the name of Jesus why because Jesus is higher he's the holy one he's the anointed one and when we begin to declare how good he is and how he is high and how he is holy that is the reason why when we start talking about holy, holy is our king, demons can not stay. Come on, oppression, come on, depression, sickness, disease, anything that the, the enemy may come to steal, kill, and destroy, it cannot stay when you start declaring how good that the Lord is. He is holy and he is mighty. That's what we have to do. That's what we have to do. That's what the Lord's calling us to do. Last point I want to make. It talks about Eglon. He's the king of Moab. Why was he so fat? 
why was the king so fat? Because he had sat over Israel unmoved for years. Unmolested. Nobody, nobody messed it. Nobody messed with him. And Israel, who's who the children of Israel, had to come and they had to give everything to the king. And all that was doing was just fattening him up. And the Lord gave me a prophetic picture of this generation talking about that. Just like that king was just sitting there getting fat, this is what this generation likes to do. Likes to spend their time and likes to waste their time on stuff that's only going to get them fatter. It's only going to get them fatter and fatter and fatter until eventually, just like the word declares, you can, you can resist a prick all you want, but eventually there's coming a day that you won't feel that prick anymore. And you'll begin to pray, say, God, where is the prick? Oh, you, you faithless generation, why do you not believe? Come on, man. We got to believe, we got to believe, and we got to stop resisting. We got to stop resisting to the Lord's knock, to the Lord's prick, to the Lord's goad. Why? Just like this king. He, he was just sitting there getting fat. And just like the generation would just continue to just give, 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 and give to him. And they, and they, and they, and they, and I mean, come on, man. We, we, we've got to stop wasting our time on nonsense. I know this is hard, and I'm not trying to beat anybody up, but I just see it every day. I see it with kids, and I see it with teenagers and young adults all the time. Wasting your time. If you think God is boring, you haven't met the real thing. His eyes are like fire. Do you hear me? He is the most incredible, most amazing, just unexplainable, un just undeniable thing on the earth. He is still the best thing that has ever happened to me and if you will grab a hold of it I promise you he can do it for you where are the people where are the people that are willing to go the extra mile to see God move I'm tired of ordinary feel-good church I'm ready to raise the dead heal the sick and cast out the devils that's what I'm ready to for we got to pray we got to seek God and I promise you he'll answer us he'll answer us I believe that I believe that. People that hang out. Listen, I'm done here. I'm done. The Lord, the, the kingdom, or excuse me, the world has enough pastors and leaders and worship leaders. You do not need to go shopping and find the clothes and do the things that your just most favorite worship leader does. That's not what you need to do. You need to start, you need to get in your bedroom and you need to seek God. You need to pray. You need to read your Bible. The, 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 Lord, the, the Lord talks about blacksmiths in the Bible, okay? Blacksmiths are the ones who stay in the hot, in the heat, when it's miserable, and they make the weapons to give to the generation to go upon the land. And I believe that this is a generation of blacksmiths. I believe that, they, that they're willing to go the extra mile when nobody else likes it, when it's hot, when it's sweaty, when it's miserable, and no fun. I believe that the Lord is going to raise them up, and they're going to... And the Lord is going to begin to place the weapons of warfare in their hands that they need to defeat the enemy that's, that's coming after them, that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I believe that this is a generation of blacksmiths. I believe that. The Lord, the, 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 the Lord doesn't need more, more cool hip and cool lights and cool music. and cool. Well, that's not what the Lord is after. The Lord is after blacksmiths. He's after people that are seeking him, the real thing, the real thing, the, the, the one that will go the extra mile when everybody else turns their back, when everybody else chooses to run the other direction. What are you doing? Are you a blacksmith or are you just trying to be cool? Do you hear what I'm telling you? Are you just trying to just do the, just do the church thing and do what looks good or are you a blacksmith? Smith. Deliverance cannot come until a people are willing to 
praise. Just like Ehud was a man of praise. He raised him up. He was a deliverer. He was a man of praise. I'm going to choose to praise the one who set me free. That's the one I'm going to choose to praise. I'm going to choose to praise the one who's delivered me, who has set me free, who's turned me around and placed my feet on solid ground. I'm going to choose to run after that one, the anointed one. That's the one I'm going to run after. I'm not going to waste my time on any other lovers that this world may come. Why? Because it's just futile and it's pointless. I'm going to choose to run this race seeking after the Father who has just created the heaven and the moon and the stars. And he really is the best thing he really is better he really is just that good and all that and a bag of chips the southpaw i want to talk about the southpaw i'm done i want to talk about the southpaw the southpaw is a term that they use in boxing to talk about a left-hander there's plenty of people I got baseball coaches in here that can testify to this. There's plenty of people that never would have made it into the, co- into the next level, into college, and into the major leagues of baseball if they were not left-handed. They never would have made it. They're different. There's something about it coming from a left-handed. And I believe that the Lord is trying to paint this prophetic picture of this left-handed generation that he's wanting to raise up. And I believe that there's coming a youth movement out of the South, just like the South Paul, and yes, this is Damon Thompson, but it's good, so I'm going to preach it. There's coming a youth movement, okay, that's going to rise up out of the south, out of Adel, out of Sparks. Come on, Sparks will fly. Out of Valdosta, out of Tifton, out of Atlanta, Lenox, Macon, all the way up into the north, down to the south, into Florida, into Arkansas, Alabama, and Georgia. Come on. There's coming a youth movement that's going to shake this nation, and it's going to turn America back to God. If you believe that, stand up on your feet. You're called to change your world. You're called to change your high school. You're, call, you're, you're called to change your middle school. You're called to lay hands on your friends and see them healed. I'm just going to tell you a story to build your faith. I'm going to tell you two quick stories. There's an 18-year-old boy that I'm friends with. He's, he's older than 18 now, but he was 18 when he did this. He, he, got, he got his life changed at a youth conference, burning for God, seeking his face. He gets an opportunity to go speak. He gets an opportunity to go speak to his high school uh, football team to give them, to give them a devotional. And when he's given the devotional, he notices that there's a, that there's a, that there's a guy that's playing on the football team. That's a, he's a starter. He's one of the key guys. And he's broken his arm. And he's out for like three or four weeks. So what does the boy do? When he gets done giving his devotional, he, 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 he asks if he can lay hands on the boy. And the boy says, okay, sure, I guess. Why not? He prays for the boy. The boy gets just, just, he gets healed. He gets to play in the next game that next Friday night. Not only does the boy get healed, but then 18 boys, or like 18 to 20 boys, give their life to Jesus. This is the stuff that I'm talking about. Tell you another story. Girl, I don't know her name. This girl, she's a friend. I can't remember her name. It's been a while. But... She goes to a youth conference. She gets baptized in the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about just absolutely just the, the stuff, okay? Fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit just, just overwhelms this girl. She experiences God. She goes back to school. She's wearing the jacket that she was wearing in the service that she, got ba- that she was baptized by the Holy Ghost in, okay? She's wearing the jacket. She looks to her left in the classroom and sees a girl, or see, I, I, yeah, it was a girl, sees a girl sitting next to her and says that she, she, she was shivering. She appeared to be cold. She was chilly. So she took her jacket off. She puts it on the 
girl. When she puts it on the girl, this is in the middle of a high school classroom now, okay? This is this stuff, this really happened, okay? Believe me if not, if you want to. This stuff really happened. The girl's cold. She takes her jacket off that she wore in the previous meeting, like a couple weekends before, puts it on the girl. The girl starts to shake. Come on. The girl starts to just weep, and she can't control it, and she's just feeling this unbelievable presence of the Lord, so much so that she has to go to the bathroom to get herself under control. The teacher says, Sally, whatever her name was, go to the bathroom and get yourself under control. Five, ten, fifteen minutes go by, okay, and 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 and, and the teacher sends one of the one of the kids in the in the in the uh, in the classroom to go into the bathroom. Will you go check on so and so? She's been gone for ten or fifteen minutes. She goes to the bathroom to check on the girl. They both end up baptized in the Holy Ghost. Okay, that's where I'm going. That's not it. That's not it. After about 10 to 15 or 20 minutes ago, go by, the teacher's getting worried. The teacher's like, what's going on? Where's my students? I don't know what to do. Do I call? She starts to send more people. She starts to send two or three more people to go to the bathroom to check. They get baptized with the Holy Ghost. Come to find out there was a massive youth movement and revival that broke out. They had to shut school down. They had to just, just flood the gymnasium with people and a fresh wind of heaven blew through that school and the Lord raised up a youth movement in that school that shake that region that's the top all because somebody was willing to come to the altar and give their life and say God baptize me in the Holy Ghost I want your fire I want your anointing I want the real thing and put a jacket on a girl that's what the Lord does come on man I'm done and I'm done and I'm done John 14, 12 says, the, Lord, the works that I do, you will also do greater. Come on, that's what I'm after. Whatever you ask in my name that I will do. I, even in my Bible, I've begun to just write out next to where the Lord heals people. John 14, 12. John 14, 12. If he can do it, I can do it too. John 14, 12. John 14, 12. That's what I'm doing. Every time I see when the Lord, when, 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 when he heals the, when, when Jesus heals the lady with the issue of blood. Come on. When, 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 he, when he pulled Lazarus up. Come on. When he healed the boy in, in, in Mark chapter 9 that I preached on uh, last night or last week when he healed when he healed that boy that's what I'll be, I've just oh, I've, I've made notes in my Bible I've made no I've made notes I've made notes John 14 12 John 14 12 I can do it I can do it I can do this stuff I just got to set my face on the king I can do this if, if, if the Lord do it the, the, I know it, the, I know the word is the real thing and I know and I know that it's sharp and I know that it's coming alive to me and I know that if, the, if that word says that I can do greater works than the Lord who casted out devils who healed the sick who raised the dead come on I believe then that the, 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 that I can do the same thing that is what I'm here to tell you today. It's time to begin to step in to the real stuff, the Jesus stuff. Let's do the stuff. And it's not just for me and pastor and anybody else in here. It's for you. You don't have to be somebody that's been in the ministry for 50, 60 years. Come on. You can do it now. You can do it now. Those who call on his name and that believe and choose to turn their face to Jesus, you can make a move. You can change it. Come on. I believe that today. I'm about to pray. In 2 Kings 13, 18, the prophet Elijah, he says, he told the king of the land, he said, strike the ground. He, was getting, he said, get your bow or get your arrow and strike the ground three times. I was watching a worship service yesterday from a, from a service that I was in. And there was just a great outpouring of the presence of the Lord. And somebody got on the microphone and said, I hear the Lord say, strike the ground. Strike the ground. And then the pastor got the mic. And when the pastor got the mic, he said, 
this is this this is that that was the word of the Lord to the from the prophet to the king he told him to strike the ground today we are making a conscious decision decision and an effort and we are making our minds up to strike the ground on the wells of revival to spring forth into the land come on man that is what the Lord is desiring to do for us to use us to strike the ground come on strike the ground that's what we're doing today i'm done let's lift our hands god we say today that you are a good good father we say today that god if you never did another thing you would be worthy you would still be holy you would still be high and lifted up and god we say today that that's good and all but we are hungry and we are thirsty you are the unbelievable unexplainable god in the heavens and though you may we may think that you are far off you are right here with us today because your word declares where two or three are gathered in your name here you are in the midst god we grab hold of it today we say god do send revival do send awakening raise up a movement raise up a youth movement to shake this nation to shake adale to shake cornerstone to shake greg's baptist to shake bethel missionary baptist church to shake emmanuel and samuel brown and pastor pj morris come on and every pastor and every leader god i pray that students would begin to walk on their hallways with a bottle of oil come on and just start just anointing the hallways and say god come god come god come holy spirit come i believe your word i'm believing your word just like in acts for a fresh outpouring of the holy ghost i believe for my football team to be saved i believe for my boss at work to be saved i believe for my family my brothers my sisters that may be running from you and every church and every God to come to know you more we press into you today Jesus we say that there is nothing 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 else worthy of our attention nothing else worthy of our passion and God we are after you and you alone that is what we're after Holy Spirit we yield to you you can do whatever you want to do through us say through us what you want to say speak through us what you want to say do through us what you want to do heal through us who you want to heal God God, we're asking for the manifestation of the glory. What is the glory? The glory is the manifestation of the presence. That's what it is. God, we want your glory. You are the king of glory. God, we want to see the stuff. God, the, the, the outbreaks of the, of the Holy Spirit where just schools get flipped upside down. Why? Because a girl was baptized in the Holy Ghost. That's what we want to see, God. That's what we say. We need you. We cannot do anything other than, 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 than when, when, you're in, when we are in your name. We cannot do anything else other than to turn and to look at the ones whose eyes burn with fire, whose hair is like wool. In Revelation, your word declares, God, we believe that. We are seeking after you. We take a conscious step into the right movement today, and we say, yes, 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 we will go. Send us open doors for us, God, and turn our face like Flint, that we might see a mighty outbreak of your spirit. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this message. For more exciting content, visit our website at sparkswillfly.cc and connect with us on social media.